Thanks for being here. This is Joshua Live, and I'm Gary Temple Bodley. This episode is about the simplicity of how the system works, how easy it is once you understand it from a higher perspective, once you get the background of, of how the system works to bring you everything you need to do what you need to do when you need to do it, to go on your journey of self-discovery, when you understand who you truly are compared to the perspective you have now, all these things that are basics and fundamentals of understanding physical reality, understanding the laws of the universe, law of attraction, that stuff. It's really a simple thing. It's funny because we are so used to perceiving a reality, you know, as victims to it, perceiving the outside conditions can make you feel something. But in this episode, maybe it's because we're in the first week of the new basic training course and all the new people in that course are starting out more of a, at a fundamental level, understanding certain key concepts. Uh, Joshua really simplifies it in this one, and it's really fascinating. A uh, bunch of things, too, about, you know, um, in this case, there were some people with headaches and waking up at, you know, four in the morning, and Joshua's like, yeah, well, a lot, of, a lot of you are. If you're ascending, you're waking up at 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, because that's the time when you're not distracted. You can, you know, connect to your inner self more easily at that time. Before we get started, we have stuff at the website. This Joshua Live is really about starting with the basics of meditation and a daily spiritual practice. And so um, there are three free meditations on the website, plus there's a new neutrality med meditation on audiobook. And there's a seven-day course that we have, and this course really goes into the manifestation event form, and all of the meditations are included in that. Uh, so you might want to check that out. It's the seven-day course. It's something that we recommend people doing before they get into any of the other courses, sort of like preps you for what's ahead. And in this is a daily spiritual practice. Uh, Joshua is really speaking now how important it is to do meditation in the morning, to do your daily spiritual practice, which is sort of setting yourself up for the day, intention setting, thinking about what's working in your life, affirmations, things you appreciate, things you're grateful for, and paying attention to the inspiration that you're receiving all the time. The inspiration thing is interesting because it's really the hardest thing to sort of look back to yesterday and remember what inspiration came. When you get good at this, then you will notice what inspiration is and how often it comes during a day, and how receptive you can become to it is very cool stuff. And also, if you guys could subscribe to this, wherever you listen to this podcast, follow it, however that works for you, and leave a review, that'd be awesome. We really appreciate that as well. So let's get going with this episode. We are thrilled to be here. So are we. So earlier today, while Gary was meditating, he asked for a simple explanation of the dynamics between physical and non-physical. And so we picked out a thought form and we sent it over to Gary. And then Gary translated it from his perspective, which is an American and speaking English and having references from his childhood and from his adulthood. And he formed these two ideas. So we'll share those with you now. The first is a big toe that's in water. And the toe is not really familiar with this environment and can't really see very well in the water and imagines that it's in the Amazon River and surrounded by piranhas just out of its eyesight. And at any moment, these piranhas are going to attack and rip the toe off and rip it to shreds and send it back to the non-physical. And so the toe is very scared in this environment. Well, you pull back on that picture and zoom out a bit and you see a young boy 
on a front porch in a chair with his big toe dipped in a bright red little bucket of water. So from the perspective of the non-physical, you're the little toe. You're thinking things are happening. You're thinking you're in the Amazon River. You're making up all these stories. But from the larger picture, the larger part of you is fully aware of exactly what's happening. Knows exactly that you're just a big toe in a bucket of water. And Gary wasn't really satisfied with this, so he aimed for something else. And so the idea came to him of the comic book Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin is in the living room with a VR set, and he's thrashing around, fully immersed in this game. And he's screaming and yelling and running all over the place, but Hobbes is holding his hand the whole time. And Calvin rips off the VR headset and throws it to the floor and says, I'm never playing this damn thing again. It's frightening. And Hobbes says, really? He says, yes, I could have been killed in there. Hobbes says, it's just a VR game. You can't die. Well, I was running all over this living room. I could have jumped out that window and fallen five floors to my death on the pavement. Hobbes says, I was holding your hand. And Calvin says, well, you were watching the whole time on the TV. Couldn't you have just told me where the monsters were coming from so I could kill them before they killed me? And Hobbes says, you know what? A, you were never in any danger. B, you looked like you're having a lot of fun. And C, you never asked for any help. So Hobbes and Calvin sit down and Hobbes now reverts back to his form of a little stuffed animal. They're sitting there quietly for a little while. And Calvin says, I'm bored and reaches for the VR headset. And this is the idea of physical reality. This is where the excitement is. It's a little boring in the non-physical. You came here for this game. You can play this game as vividly and seriously as you want to. You can perceive all kinds of dangers and it's just for fun. And you're gonna have experience through that. And if you want, you can ask yourself for guidance because your inner self is always holding your hand, always making sure you're okay, always loving you with intense joy and admiration and reverence for what you're doing and knows there's no consequences to this game. And it's over anytime you want it to be over. So while you're playing the game, have a little fun. That's what this is all about. It's as simple as that. There is nothing serious going on here. It's just a game and you can play it any way you want. The game is yours to create. It's created by you. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'd like to start if it's possible. Excellent, Lynn. Well, this week I was trying to observe manifestation events. And this morning I had one that is unfortunately recurring very, very often. I wake up around four in the morning with a headache no matter what I do the night before, if I have party, if I just do nothing, most of the time I wake up with that headache and I have to take medication so I can be functioning. And it's been going like that for years. And what was the associated emotion that you felt when you woke up with the headache? Disappointed. And a disappointment from your perspective would be what you term negative emotion. Yeah which indicates either an empowering or a limiting belief. The yeah. negative emotion is associated with a perception of reality that's inaccurate. From your human perspective, you feel pain and you say, 
if the pain was not there, I'd feel fine. Mm -hmm. But that's a false premise because you didn't feel fine before. There was something else. There was something you thought was wrong, something in your past, something in your environment, something in your conditions, something about yourself that you thought was wrong. And initially, the thought came to you that was a resistant thought. Just like we gave the thought to Gary. In Gary's case, it was a perfect response to an open asking and an immediate delivery of an answer. Because he was in the vibration of the answer. He wasn't in lack of anything. He didn't think anything was wrong. And so he got immediately exactly what he wanted. He birthed a desire for an easy way to explain the dynamics between the physical and the non-physical. And the thought came to him clearly, and he was able to translate it into a way that would possibly inspire others. In the case of a negative emotion associated with resistant thought, well, you are thinking something is wrong. That negative emotion or your perception of it as negative or the feeling of not good is associated with the perception of reality that is inaccurate. So the resistant thought, that thought that you attracted is resistant in nature. It's vibrating in the same frequency as something within you, some vibration within you that's also thinking something's wrong. It came as a response to what was wrong. Since there is no wrong anywhere in this universe, since you're not wrong, since nothing wrong has ever happened to you, you are perceiving an illusion, an inaccuracy. And so the first stage of this is that resistive thought. You could catch it at the thought form and you could realize, I'm attracting this thought I think is resistant. Let's just look at that thought. Is that thing actually wrong? Is it actually true? Well, if it's resistant, it can't be true. So even at that very first beginning, you could see that. Well, at that stage, you weren't aware enough to realize what was happening here, the difference between how you're feeling and the vibration you're offering. So something may have happened that was a little minor in your reality with regard to this subject. And you said, well, that person who said that thing to me was wrong, or that thing that happened happened to me, and that was wrong. And if that Resistant thought never came, I wouldn't feel a negative emotion. And if that event never happened, I wouldn't feel a negative emotion. So it's the fault of the thought and the event and all these things outside of me that's causing me negative emotion. It has nothing to do with the vibration I'm offering. It's the outside conditions. Well, of course, the outside conditions are simply a reflection of what you are emitting as a vibration. That resistant little tiny vibration in your overall vibration is causing you to perceive reality in an inaccurate way. And before you can go any further in your journey of self-discovery, before you can receive inspiration that will take you to a higher perspective, let's resolve that vibration. Let's ease that and let it ebb and flow out. So the universe is bringing you the resistant thought, bringing you the events, and you're not paying attention to the thought. You're not paying attention to the small events, and the small events get larger and larger and larger. And then, as a last resort, they go into the body because you can't ignore the body because you can feel the physical pain. So now you're at a point where you're asking this question. Wonderful. You're saying to yourself, there must be something going on here. There must be something that I'm not seeing. So let's ask a question. 
in this moment right now, you are firmly believing that the headache is bad. And so for this conversation we're having right now, you're in the vibration of the problem, the headache. We could offer loads of advice and you won't hear it clearly because you're in the vibration of that problem. You think it's bad. In order to get to the more detailed, specific information that will allow you to uncover that vibration or that belief system you have that is attracting that pain because you're not paying attention to it. Otherwise, now it's in the body. You have to shift your perspective, which means raise your vibration. Raise your vibration into the vibration of the answer. Well, you can do that. Maybe you can't do it right now. Maybe you'll have to listen to this answer when you're feeling better, when you're feeling good about things, when you're not holding on to the problem. You rise into the vibration of the answer and it comes to you because there's no resistance. Will you believe it? Or will you believe, continue to believe that the limiting belief at the basis of this particular pain is still true? Sometimes people want to hold on to these limiting beliefs because it's part of their personality. It's part of their self-identification. Yes, that thing that happened to me was a bad thing and should never have happened. But no, all events that happen are happening for you, for the experience of it, to see where you are, to see where your perspective is, to show you through the reflection of the reality around you exactly how you're vibrating. Are you vibrating in a similar or shall we say, is your perspective of yourself similar to the way your inner self sees yourself? Well, your inner self is that full little boy body outside of that bucket. You're just the toad dangling in physical reality. You can't see too much around you. You just have these physical senses that are sort of dull compared to what your inner self can see, what your inner self knows. So you're that toad perceiving piranhas that are not there. You're just in a bucket of clear water. And you think this, this thing that you believe is true. Well, it's limiting, therefore it cannot be true. So are you willing to allow for the possibility that this pain and this time that you wake up specifically, could be three o'clock, could be 3.30, could be four o'clock, is there to serve you to get exactly what you want, to get what you truly want? Are you willing to agree that it did not come by mistake, that it was attracted by you for you so that you could uncover this limiting belief let it go or reduce the intensity of it through finding evidence that proves it's false, using your manifestation event form that you will learn how to use soon, and saying, well, what if that belief is not true? What if I don't need to hold on to that? What if that doesn't identify me? What if I am beyond that? What if that is just one of those things that is a limitation that I've imposed because I believed something that was never true? And now I'm willing to maybe entertain a different belief that it is not necessary then for that little pain and that waking up at four o'clock to come. Once I do this work and once I reduce the intensity of that limiting belief enough, and once I shift my perspective away from the inaccuracy that I've been perceiving in physical reality and more closely to the truth of it, then the gift is no longer 
needed to be there. It can be released if it wants to go. The first step here is to understand that it can only come as a result of your asking to be shown that which is inauthentic. You're asking to be shown a more clear picture of reality. You don't want to be in the illusion of fear anymore. You're ready to rise above that. All of you are, whether you're on this call now or listening to a later date, if you're listening to this, these words now, you are ready to rise above the illusion of fear and to see yourself more truly. But to do that, you have to push past the fear. The fear of what if this belief is not true? What does that mean then? If that belief is true, then this other belief is not true, and this other belief is not true, and these other beliefs are not true. And all this stuff I've been thinking about myself and identifying who I think I am is not true. Well, that's scary at, a, at the stage where you're at, where a lot of you are at, because you've lived all your life with this idea of yourself that's never been true. Guess what? Nobody's idea of themselves has ever been true. There is only one truth, and that is you are a limitless, eternal, magnificent being of pure, positive love and acceptance. You are love. You are source. You are all that is. You are everything and nothing all at the same time. You are worth everything and worthless at the same time. None of that matters. You are all of it. Well, you can't really see that from where you are because you have limiting beliefs. Without those limiting beliefs, you would see it clearly. Your perspective would shoot up so high that it would render this physical reality preposterous. You couldn't believe it anymore. It'd be taking off the VR goggles. But you came for the expansion. So the expansion then is removing that which is not true and becoming who you truly are, authentic. Becoming who you truly are. You want to know who you truly are. You don't know who you truly are yet. You want to know. So you're on this journey of self-discovery to discover that you are love. Excellent. So the difference in your perspective now between the perspective of you love is a large gap. But the difference between where you are now and the next jump in perspective is very thin. To get to that next layer, you have to think about this limiting belief that's not true and put it in perspective. So what's the perspective? I have a belief that's not true. I'm not sure what it is. This pain is coming to my head and I'm waking up at four o'clock. Okay. If you just thought about it casually, why is there pain in your head? Because you're resistant to thoughts that are coming from your inner self. Why are you waking up at four o'clock? Because that's the only time you're paying attention to what could be thoughts coming in. You're not paying attention at eight o'clock because you're already busy doing your thing. Busy being the inauthentic version of you, thinking that you need to do this and this and this and this and take care of this and whatever it is. You think that you are needing to take care of everything when everything is already taken care of for you. Common thing. Pain in the head? We could say, just for fun, we don't know. This will be up to you to decide. Not connecting to your inner self. Refusing to connect to your inner self. It's here. Now, there's nothing really going on here except for a receiver that's set to receive your inner self, unless you're blocking it with static. Not listening to your inner self because you're so busy in the day, filling up the day with nothingness to keep your mind off of connecting to your inner self. Because what happens if you do that? 
you'll get flooded with inspiration. That inspiration will move you to a completely different life where no longer do you have to take care of anything. Think of that life. You no more to-do lists, no more goals, no more planning, no more budgeting, no more having to pay bills at a certain date, at a certain time, every time, perfectly, every time, perfect, 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 perfect. You are perfect, but you don't need to do everything from your judgment perfectly. You see? Okay. So let's go into this idea then that this perfectionist is the reason that you have a house, have a car, have whatever you have. And if you weren't this perfectionist, weren't busy, 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 busy doing all these things you think you have to do, your life would fall apart. Well, if you're not listening to yourself and you're not listening to that pain in your head, what's the next step to make you listen? The life you're living now must fall apart. And when it falls apart, not initially, of course, but when it falls apart, after a year, after you get on your journey of self-discovery, you will say that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Right now, you could say the headache was the best thing that ever happened to me because it, it alerted me to this lifestyle that I had adopted that I thought was good that was just wasting time, just spinning wheels, meant nothing whatsoever, didn't mean anything to anyone else. No one thinks you're great because you're perfect. Didn't mean anything to you. No one thinks you're responsible because you're busy or you're a good person because you're keeping things neat and tidy all the time. No one cares about that. None of the people who you think love you, love you because of that. You think they do. You think I have to earn love by doing this and this and this. Well, that's, that's everyone on this planet, you see? But you don't earn love. You are given love from the non-physical by birthright. And you either allow it to flow from you to everything and everyone else, or you restrict it up and you wait for them to love you first. And then you justify that love by doing things. Sort of got it backwards. Imagine you're a faucet and you turn it all the way up and it's just flowing water. That water is love. Can anything flow back in the faucet? No. Doesn't need to, because the love is flowing from the source of that spring water through the pipe, through the faucet, to everything else. That's what you want to be. That's what everyone is anyway. But you've got that thing cranked down because you're trying to get water up the faucet before you let water come out of the faucet. Everyone does that. No big deal. But you're in a different level here. You have to understand. If you were really in fear, you wouldn't have a manifestation event. You wouldn't have pain. You'd have something else going on, but you wouldn't have this. You wouldn't be talking to us right now. You wouldn't be on this call right now. You wouldn't be in the course right now. You wouldn't be doing any things. You know already that you are inspired to go on this journey. But to go on this journey, you're going to have to uncover limiting beliefs, let them go, do the work again and again and again. Stop identifying yourself with who you think you are and realize that who you truly are is beyond your capacity to imagine. You can't imagine. You can't imagine how you're going to get from there to there. The only way you can get there is to take one day at a time. All right. I noticed the pain in my head and I wake up at four o'clock. Got to be a limiting belief. Let's work at that. All right. I did whatever I can do today. Let's see what happens. Oh, pain tomorrow. Same thing. Pain tomorrow. Same thing. Pain tomorrow. Okay. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work. Why is the pain not going away? Well, you're doing the work to try and get the pain away. 
not to uncover this limiting belief and prove to yourself it's false. That's okay. It'll keep going until you get it. You will get it. You're four years old. You pick up a bicycle. You ride a few feet and fall over. You get back on again. Ride a few more feet, fall over. Get back on again. Ride a few more feet, fall over. You're going to get it. May take a year. May take a week. You know you can get it. You wouldn't be here if you couldn't. It wouldn't be possible. Your perspective is already so high. That's why these things are happening fast. You're ready for this limiting belief to be shed and to become one more step more authentic on your journey of self-discovery. You're ready for it. Now, remember, you might be thinking to yourself, I don't understand a word Joshua was saying, because you're in a vibration of the pain. The vibration of the healing is the one who becomes healed through understanding themselves, becoming, becoming, becoming. You want to become, well, you're on the course. Perfect. You're doing everything you need to do. You don't have to worry about this. You don't have to pay attention to if it's there tomorrow or not. You may have pain today, pain tomorrow, pain Sunday, no pain Monday, pain Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no pain Friday. Oh, that's interesting. All right, there's a little break. Waking up at 3.30 instead of 4, sleeping one day to 7. If you allow yourself, probably have a alarm clock set at 4.30 anyway. And then your outer reality is a lagging indicator of your perspective. Raise your perspective today where you see that ridiculousness of this limiting belief. And then you act in a new way. You keep the dishes in the sink overnight. You, just for the fun of it, don't pay the bill on the first, but you pay it on the second. Whoa. What would happen then? And then 15 days from now, hmm, pain's gone. Lagging indicator of perspective. You got to love and appreciate the pain. Love and appreciate being them waking you up at four o'clock. They love you. That's why they do it. They got better things to do than wake you up at four o'clock. But that's the only time you can listen. So maybe you listen. And maybe you imagine that you can have a conversation. What would happen if you just said, what do you think the living belief is? And some thought came to you. And you said, that can't be it. I just made that up. But then you said, okay, well, let's play with it. Maybe I made it up. Maybe it came from somewhere else. What if that was a limit? Well, is that a belief they gave you? Yes. Is it empowering? No. Is it limiting? Yes. Is it true? Yes. Are you sure it's true? Let's do a little work. What if it's not true? Is it always true for all people all the time? Is the next door neighbor or the lady in some tribe on the other side of the world, is it true for them? Well, if it's not true for them, and maybe it's not true for your neighbor, it's not true for you either. And you can find evidence in your life that proves it's not true and in the lives of others. And when you get good at this, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You get to do it again and again and again. But this time, it doesn't have to get your body. It doesn't even have to be a physical vent in your reality. It could just be at the thought stage. Oh, I get it. That is resistant thought. All right. Well, let's, what's that pointing to? What's that? And you just come up with some idea. Is that a living belief? Doesn't have to even be yours. 
you just found a limiting belief. You can, you do this work to prove those limiting beliefs are false. And then you feel something. You feel something. Like maybe some possibility of, could that be true? And you just raise your perspective. All you want to do, all you want to do is raise that perspective to become you, more of you, and not this version, this inaccurate version that thinks it's true for the physical perspective, but is not true for the non-physical perspective. Thinks that everything you got, it was a result of all the activities that you fill into a day. You ever hear about the people who have a lot of stuff and a house is just too small to contain the stuff? And so they move to a much bigger house and now everything fits easily. And in a year, it's full of stuff again. Well, if you don't want to think about these things, you're going to fill your day with stuff. But what if you just relaxed? What if you just took a day off? What if you just meditated? What if you just watched TV all day and ate bonbons? Something you would never do. What if you just said, I could go on this life instead of doing what I think needs to be done and sort of fixing and changing conditions all over the place here so that I'll feel better. Well, that doesn't work, does it? Because you had a headache. What if I just acted on inspiration? And if I'm not inspired to wash the dishes, I'm not washing the dishes. And if I'm not inspired to pay that bill in the first, I'm going to pay in the second or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And if I'm not inspired to brush my hair today or put on fancy shoes today, I'm going to wear sweatpants, sneakers, and a sweater. And then go shopping at the mall like that. Wouldn't that be interesting? So if you could take yourself a little less seriously and realize you're not going to get them to love you, you can only do one thing, love them. And if they love you back, great, not real anyway, you're just perceiving that. You can only feel love that you flow it from your inner self, from source itself, through you to everything in your reality. And you're right there, right there, right there, one hair away from there. And just a matter of shifting perspective. Listen to this a few hundred times and you'll hear it. Wonderful question. Who's Thank next? Thank you. Joshua, I've got a, a question. Just piggybacking off the uh, headache and sleeping question before. I've had nightmares my whole life, like quite intense. And in the past, say, let's say year and a half, because I can wake up in the middle of the night with a headache as well. It's not as uh, consistent or continuous. It could happen three times a month or it could happen no times, but it generally happens about once a fortnight where I'll wake up in the middle of the night with a banging headache and require uh, pain relief to go back to bed. And I never thought much of this because it just always happened. I'd take pain relief and then go back to bed. And it was only about in the last year and a half where I realized one time I woke up with this monster headache and I realized I'd just come out of a, another bad dream. So why are my dreams so horrific? And why does this generate a headache that wakes me up and requires pain relief? It's a bit bonkers to me. Would you say that a headache would be a sign of love and acceptance or fear and control? I mean, well, it's restrictive and painful, isn't it? It's not letting go. So I would assume that it's a way of trying to contain something. So you have two possible states of being. Mm -hmm. And the headache exists in the state of love and acceptance or the state of fear and control? Well, fear and control, I would, Excellent. I would get. Yeah. And if you're attracting a headache, mm. there's a little vibration of, in you 
that's in fear and control. Is your life a nightmare? Your daily life where you're awake? But not like my dreams, no. Let's imagine that your worst nightmare mm -hmm. is horrific on a scale of one to 10 as a 10. Yeah. And today, was today a nine? Were your, was your village being marauded by no. outsiders? No. Okay. Was it an eight? Were there floods and rains and tempests and locusts? No. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. No. Where would it be on that scale? Your life well, today. 0 0.5. 0 0.5. Excellent. If you had a choice, would you like your dreams to be peaceful and your waking daily life to be horrific? No, of course not. No. So you got what you wanted of that choice. If you had another choice to see that your interpretation of dreams is based from a perspective that can't understand what's going on in your dreams, you're choosing to interpret them as nightmares. Horrific. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't want what happens in your dreams to happen in your daily waking life. But yet they're not happening in your daily waking life. Mm -hmm. If you had a choice, you'd say, happen my dreams. And so you could say, wow, thankfully, these are my dreams and not my daily waking life. My daily waking life, by comparison, is extremely peaceful. The juxtaposition between how peaceful and wonderful my daily life is compared to those nightmares is incredible. So that must mean that I must have a really peaceful life compared to what is presented in these dreams. Thank those dreams for showing you how peaceful your life is. That hate that dream for being upsetting. It's not upsetting. It's neutral. What's going on in the dream is simply a batch of processing, getting your vibration up from the expansion that you had in the day to a place where you can relieve that built-up resistance and start fresh the new day. Now, if we were to ask those of you on this call to raise your hand if you get woken up between three and four in the morning, commonly, you would get 80% of the people. If we were to ask those listening at a later date to raise their hand, they're going, I just thought it was me. No. All of you who are sending have asked to hear your inner self. Inner self is talking to you all the time, talking, 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 talking. But you're so busy in your day life, on your phone, driving around, in your job, going to the store, filling up your day with busy work, trying to keep your mind off resistant thought because the resistant thoughts come in, come in, come in. So those of you on this call now are in a practice of meditation and a process of completing a daily spiritual practice. Thinking about your intentions, thinking about what you appreciate, thinking how wonderful your life is, thinking about it, inspiration receiving, giving yourselves affirmations, setting yourself up to feel good. And as soon as you're done with that, you go right back to being busy, busy. In fact, many of you don't have time for this mm -hmm. because you're packed that house full of stuff and you gotta get to work moving that stuff around. But the most important thing you could do, the most important, the fundamental basic step is meditation every single day. The second most important thing to do is start that day off by writing by hand on paper. doesn't matter what you write. In this case, you have a guide. You have some things you can think about. What am I appreciate? What am I grateful for? What's wonderful in my life? That, along with meditation, builds a connection with your inner self who's communicating with you. 
your inner self will begin to write that daily spiritual practice form for you. When you say, I appreciate the air I breathe, the water that's abundant, the town I live in, myself, my ability to process limiting beliefs. That's your inner self writing those things. You don't even have to think about it. Let it flow. Do that first and then start your day. Go ahead, start your day. But always think there's thoughts coming to me. Mm. And the good feeling thoughts, that's my inner self, my guides and supporters. They're guiding me. They guided you to this call right now to this question. They guided all, all of you here right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, they guided you here. And you thought that'd be fun. That's good. I feel better when I hear this stuff that somehow resonates. I don't know why it resonates. Somehow there's something to this stuff. Seems pretty practical. But you got to understand that not only is the nightmare completely neutral, it's completely beneficial, just as any dream is. You can't perceive it from where you are. Doesn't matter. It's doing its job. If you think it's bad, well, just say, glad that's not my waking reality and feel relief and appreciate it for getting that clutter out of the way. That clutter that's built up energy. This is the way for you to let that go. Appreciate that headache when it comes. And if you want to kill the messenger, if the FedEx guy comes to the front door and hands you an envelope and you want to stick an arrow in his back, go right ahead. It's not going to stop him from coming. There's another FedEx guy, another FedEx guy, another FedEx guy, another FedEx guy. The FedEx guy is coming to give you a message. That's all. Thank God you have FedEx. They're all bringing you messages. Isn't it wonderful that you can get messages to alert you to a vibration that's somewhere in there that's sort of keeping you stuck and not letting you hear the inspiration? Imagine if you just had this constant free flow of conversation with your inner self receiving all kinds of inspiration. And then you saying, I'll do it. I'll do that. 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 Now, 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 now. What would happen is you'd be guided to a higher and higher perspective through incredible experiences. Some which you might continue to say were wrong or bad, which we call manifestation events, always pointing out a limiting belief. You want those just as much as you want the million dollars. You want those more than the million dollars because those shed the limitations that are limiting you for the million dollars. So get as many as in can, and then you will be shown as you go in your progress for wherever you are, you will be shown what there's been a limiting belief and a beneficial belief, how things are always happening for you and not to you, how you can take an empowering belief, a beneficial belief, and you can raise the intensity of that. And that will raise your vibration. And you can take a limiting belief and you can prove it's false and that will soften that limiting belief. So that no longer the anchor that's holding you stuck in the ocean. You can now move, you see? So the universe brings you the thing that you should work on now. What's the now moment? The now moment is the headache. That's the thing that's catching your attention. Get that now. What's happening? Same thing in the head. Why is it four o'clock? You're not listening. You're not listening. Are you meditating every day? I am now that I've booked into this course, yeah. Excellent. That's a practice that we suggest highly, highly, highly that you continue every day. You want me even a little bit more connected? Meditate at night and the morning. Oh, I'm so busy. I can't do that. You're busy because you don't meditate. We will give you this fantasy example of a life 
of someone who's meditating all the time and connected to their inner self. They wake up whenever they wake up. They meditate. They do the daily spiritual practice. And then they wait. They don't do anything. They don't mow the lawn unless they're inspired. They don't wash the car unless they're inspired. They don't go to work unless they're inspired. They don't do anything unless they're inspired. And everything they do is interesting, fun, exciting, joyful, and incredibly effective because there's no resistance in it. So they can do in a day what you do three months. That's the effectiveness of acting on inspiration compared to not really hearing it. Now you think you may be hearing it and Gary thinks he's hearing it too. He has been working on this for nine years. He's done the books, done the podcast, done the articles, done the videos, and it's sinking in, sinking in, sinking in. And then he did the work. And through that work, he raised his perspective, raised his perspective. More inspiration came, more inspiration came, more inspiration came. Of course, that some of you are in was an inspiration two weeks ago. And you're in day five right now. Can you imagine that? The effectiveness of that? That came from possibility to reality, start to finish with all the people in that course in two weeks. This book, never wrote a book before, eight weeks, 300 pages, half an hour a day. Not all day, not eight hours a day, half an hour a day for 56 days. Boot camp, channel, three weeks. Hundreds of people have gone through that, changed lives, had a lot of fun doing it. That's the effectiveness of acting on inspiration. Gary receives, maybe he's doing a little bit better now, 37% of what's given to him. And of that 37%, maybe he acts on 28%. Better than before, before it was 20 and 10. Mm. Then went up and up and up. He became more effective, more effective, more effective. Discovered who he was. And all of that work led to higher perspectives for him. Led to him understanding the perfection of you and you and you and you and you. Led him to understand the perfection of you coming here so that he can learn to do this. Learn about himself in this role as a channel. That's what's waiting for all of you. Not exactly the same, but this being who you are being effective, being magical, having unimaginable experiences that cause you to raise your vibration even more, raise your perspective even more. This is what you truly want. What you don't want is to do the same old thing, complain, 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 worry, 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 fear, 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 put up appearances, do stuff, stuff, stuff that doesn't matter. Effort and struggle, effort and struggle, effort and struggle. You've all done that enough. And you've all said, this can't work operating in fear and control, that state is not receptive to creativity, cool ideas, inspiration, fun stuff, wonderful life. Ever in struggle, fear and control, fear and control, fear and control. From a limited perspective, it seems like it's working because it seems like the outside conditions can make you feel something. So let's fix those conditions. Can't be fixed because the conditions are a reflection of what's inside you, that vibration, that perspective. What comes to you in your outer conditions is generated by you from your perspective in the form of vibration. You don't like that mirror, you change it out, you get a new mirror, it's the same thing, the same reflection. Don't change the mirror, change this thing that's being reflected in that mirror. And this thing is a conglomeration of beliefs that are not true and beliefs that are much more true. If you think about it, the totality of your belief structure is spectacular. 
we'll say in the top 1% of 1% of 1% of all humans who've ever lived. That's how high your perspective is. And that is the reality that you're reflecting. It is an awesome reality. But you tend to look at things that should be fixed because those things don't make you feel good. So you want to feel good by changing the conditions and that doesn't work. You want to see these conditions as perfect right now. You don't like them. You don't have to like them. You don't, you, they're not going to stay the same. See them as perfect right now. It's love and acceptance. Accept them. Don't love them. Don't like them. Accept them. Don't think they're good. Accept them. This is what it is. This is showing me who I am. Okay. What if... Instead of worrying about that and thinking it's wrong and planning and wishing it was different and being a victim, what if I just did one thing? What if I just said, you know, that's not so bad. You know, this is pretty good. You know, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm in a course now. I'm doing something for myself. I'm actually going through an experience. Of course, I got into this course to change the conditions, but what if I just saw myself a little bit more from a higher perspective, a little bit more empowering? What if I just altered this way I'm looking at the world from this illusion into a possibility of reality? Not, you don't have to believe any of it, but what if it was possible? What if it was possible that nothing happens to you and everything happens for you? Okay, if you can believe that possibility, you just shot up in perspective. Now, let's just take a look at that one statement. Nothing happens to you, everything happens for you. That would make sense if you're the creator of your reality. Now, let's look at the one thing that happened to you. Let's imagine that five years ago, you got fired from your job. That happened to me. Did it really? Did it really happen to you? Or did that lead to this and this and this and this and this and where you are right now? Mm. So your perspective back five years ago was inaccurate. Mm. You thought it was happening to you. But after time goes by, what happens? You can raise your perspective on that event because you have information. You know how it all turned out. In the middle of the event, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to be homeless. What am I going to do? I'm going to be embarrassed. This is terrible. I can't pay my bills. My car is going to be repossessed. My credit's going to go bad. What happened was people helped you out. People swarmed around you in love. People supported you. People connected with you. They came out of the woodwork to help you. And then suddenly you felt better about yourself and some fantastic job opened up or some new idea, maybe a new business. Something opened up for you. Maybe you said, yeah, what was I doing that? I didn't really like that thing anyway. It was effort and struggle. And then you thought, I like this kind of thing over here. Wonder if, wonder if I could even do that. And then he did it and he gained a higher perspective, right? And so you look back, Gary looks back when he lost everything and he felt stupid and cheated and robbed and it happened to him. The whole economy conspired against him. Well, it's true. That entire economy was for him. Because he had to get out of that guy to become this guy. He wouldn't trade places for all the money that they had back then and all the stuff they had and all the people they were hanging around with. He would not trade that for anything because this can't be bought. It can only be led to. And sometimes when something shakes up your life, like a headache in the middle of the night, like nightmares, to catch your attention, you start walking your path. And that's where you are. That's where all of you are right now. Wonderful question. Who's next? Joshua, I have a question. Um, Emma! You hello. You mentioned in the opening about when you were doing the, Cal the Calvin and Hobbes story about not that you didn't ask. And then when you were uh, talking to the lady with the headache, you said asking to show you all that which is inauthentic. 
what sort of advice can you give us about asking and connecting in? And do we ask source or do we ask our individual guides or do we ask our inner self? Just is there anything you can share about asking? We will say that the most beneficial asking that you can possibly do is done without you understanding it, done without you consciously writing it down and saying, please, God, may I have X, Y, and Z? It's done in your reactions, your emotions, your how you're looking at life, what you need, what you truly want, what your pre-birth intentions were. What you think you want is always the feeling you think that will get you. So imagine you feel some negative emotion, always based in lack, always based in fear, always based in fear of loss, thing you think is wrong. I don't feel secure. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I wish I just had another $10,000. I wish I just had another million dollars. A million dollars, I'd feel secure. The million dollars, the outside condition, would solve my feeling. Nope. You are not a vibrational match to anything that's going to solve a feeling based in lack and fear and control. Now, think of that idea. Why am I not a match to something outside of me giving me the security that I crave because I worry about it so much? I'm just constantly worrying about how am I going to pay the bills and how am I going to keep this thing going? How am I going to keep this thing afloat? If only I had the money, it would solve every problem. The money is the distraction from the solution. It's to keep you smart people looking at something outside of you and thinking that's going to solve your problem. The problem does not exist at all. The distraction exists. The misperception of reality exists. This limited perspective, these limiting beliefs exist. There is no problem. The problem exists simply, and you're not understanding how the game works. Well, the game works like this. You are a infinite eternal, magnificent being of love. You squeeze yourself down into this little body and physical reality that's dense, and you forget who you are. So then you try to establish who you are based in family, society, whatever happens to you as a kid, time and date of birth, and you create this trajectory. This trajectory, you pick up a lot of baggage along that way in the beginning. Limiting belief, empowering belief, limiting belief, empowering belief, limiting belief, limiting belief, blah, blah, blah. That causes you to say, that you are something. You are this human, you're living in this country, you're this, this, you're this, you're smart, you're not, you're funny, you're not. People like you, people don't, blah, 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 blah. And then nothing works. You don't have any feeling of satisfaction. You're feeling negative emotion because you're all highly emotional people. And so this feeling never gets satisfied ever, no matter what you do. It can't because you cannot create an outer reality that makes you feel better because it's always a reflection of how you feel. So then you say, it's gotta be another way. I wanna feel good. How do I feel good? Gotta be another way. Gotta be another way. Oh, law of attraction, okay. Spirituality, okay. Mindfulness, okay. Yoga, okay. Getting on this path, mm, this sounds good. This sounds interesting. It's probably a lot of horseshit, but it sounds really interesting when I listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. I'm gonna listen to this stuff because that's going to change my life. That's going to change my outer reality. Well, your outer reality does change a little bit because some of it's getting through. And you're entertaining the possibility of these ideas that seem like nuts to other people. But something is inside of you. Some vibration that maybe you brought with you to this life is bringing you this information. Maybe you're allowing yourself to be guided. Maybe you're listening to some inspiration. Excellent. 
And then you're still in this old mindset of, okay, just like Gary was, I'm going to use this law of attraction stuff to get my stuff back. What happened was he got his life back. He got his perspective back. He got closer to remembering who he was before he jumped in that body. He started remembering, remembering, remembering. He started getting showing evidence of who he was. Unimaginable evidence. If he explained the evidence to you, you would not believe it for a second. He's off his rocker. You cannot explain the perspective shifting benefits of unimaginable experiences. So there is no sales pamphlet that says, join this group and get unimaginable experiences. You can't imagine that. So so you come into this and you say, I'm going to use these tools to change my conditions. That seems satisfying, doesn't it? Because that's your perspective of reality. That's what Gary finished the first book, A Perception of Reality. He said, "Uh, where's my stuff in this book? Are you saying I just have to change my perception of reality? And that's how I get my stuff? And we say, no, that's not how you get your stuff. That's how you get your life. What do you want, your stuff or your life? He didn't believe it, but here he is stuck in this thing now. And he's, been, he's on this roller coaster, right? He can't get off. And just keeps chugging ahead and chugging ahead. And he's got to answer for it and try to explain it and try to say it the best he can. And then he says, well, I need to explain this better. And so he gets another book. And he goes, well, I need to explain this better. And he gets... Starts the podcast and he explains better and he goes on a cruise and talks in front of strangers. And in this roller coaster ride he's stuck on, some of the stuff seeps in. He starts to have experiences. Those experiences are sort of randomized, aren't they? And if you're not really going with the flow of it, you're not going to understand that that manifestation event that points out limiting belief that you think is a bad thing is actually a good thing until you turn it around and you start to say, oh my God, that manifestation event has information that I had been ignoring my whole life. Same thing happens over and over and over and over, ignoring my whole life. It had the key the entire time. I thought it was wrong and bad, but actually it's got a little gift inside there. And when I open that gift, it's the key that unlocks my limiting belief. And when I let go of that limiting belief, boom, perspective higher, everything gets easier. More ideas come, more manifestation events come. Things happen faster. Things get easier. Less fear for sure in the fear, in the illusion, pushing past fear. The life you're all moving to living is one of pushing past fear, pushing past fear, pushing past fear, pushing past fear. From where you are now, you go, I don't think I could do that. You're not going to be doing it. The expanded version of you will be doing it when they're ready for it. You can't get an inspiration that you're not ready to push past the fear. Every single bright idea you ever get, you can do something in the moment. No matter what you think, you don't have time, you don't have money, you don't have, you can do something in the moment. Every single idea you get, every single one. You're just not used to this. Because there's a little fear says, I don't have time. I don't have money. I can't do this. I can't do this. There's a process. You're in the process now. You will go through the next seven, eight weeks and you will learn the process and then you'll do it again. And you'll come in at a higher perspective and you'll do it again, come in a higher perspective. And then you'll start feeling things because this is a set up experience. This is a set up experience. When Gary channeled it, he did the first one, boom. He understood that his role was a teacher. He could now step in that role with confidence. He does boot camp number two, higher perspective. Boot camp number three, meets more people. Boot camp number four, things start happening. Unimaginable things start happening. He got on the ride because he got on and stayed on enough that he couldn't get off. And now he can't get off. Everything in his life set him up to be on this ride because he could have made one simple investment very easily, but he didn't need it because it wouldn't help him stay on the ride. He had to stay on the ride. And so he got everything he needed to stay on the right. Because why? 
What does he truly want? Does he want the yachts, the houses, sense of security? He wants to keep going on this ride because this ride is expanding the perspective. So when you shift your perspective, what you think is a little from, I don't believe it to, I believe it. It's a massive leap and then let it go. Don't worry about anything. You don't have to do anything more than you're doing right now. You're in the perfect place and you're going to be having experiences as you do your assignments, as you push past fear, as you decide to call your partner and say, I didn't get this one. That's an experience. That's what this is all about. When you do your meditation in the morning, that's the experience. When you do the daily spiritual practice, that's the experience. When you feel the emotion of it, it's an experience. When you don't do it, it's an experience. Don't doing it is part of this course. Getting it wrong is the biggest part of the course. Because what is wrong is your perception of how you're doing it. The only thing you could ever think was wrong is coming from a limited perspective. That's where you guys are right now. As you go forward, that perception of reality is going to shift. Some of you will shift fast. Some of you will shift slow. Those who shift slow, you'll be a spokesman for other people who are drawn to this because it is your ride. You're only going to go as fast as you're willing to go. You can go head steam like Chrissy did. All in, every single assignment, every single manifestation event form, every single meeting, eight in a row. By the end of the eighth one, new Christy, new life, new everything. Everything she always wanted came to her because she went through the experience, felt the emotion, and let the process take itself. All of you in week one, you're going, when's this going to work? When's this going to start? When's it going to start? Process. It's all perfectly designed for you. It's laid out perfectly, step by step by step. All you got to do is do it. One, two, three, four, five times. Unless you want to do one other thing, which is your choice, you can quit. You can say, this isn't the quick fix I thought it was. This isn't going to do anything. This isn't going to change my outer reality, which is true. It won't. You're going to change your outer reality because you're going to change yourself. You're going to think differently in eight weeks than you think now. You're going to radically change as a human and your perspective of reality will radically change and your vibration will radically change. The lagging indicator of all that is the outer conditions. Do you know why that happens? Why it takes time for your reality catch up with your perspective? If it happened instantly, it would be like a drug to you. You would be addicted to it. You raise your perspective, boosh, everything changes. It would be crazy. But are you really changing your perspective because you want to raise it? Or are you changing your perspective because you want to still fix the conditions? So when you get to the place, and this will happen naturally, where you no longer need the conditions to represent anything as good or bad to you, where you accept them, and you simply work on your belief system, understanding manifestation events, understanding core concepts, going with the flow of the course that you're in, having fun with that, being lighter and easier and happier and more joy, meditating, 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 daily spiritual practice. This is your new life for the next eight weeks. And then you'll jump in again in the spring and you'll keep meditating every day. You won't stop. This isn't meditation, not work. It's this daily spiritual practice, like going to the gym or doing yoga. Daily spiritual practice sets you up for the day. That takes a little time for that to set in without it being just rote practice. When you start connecting in that right into your inner self, you will see it. Many of you become channels. Many of you become empaths. Many of you 
have these empathic abilities come in line. Many of you will know things, see things, understand things, get thoughts quickly. Lots of fun things are waiting for you. All that's happening here is you're going to shift your perspective out of this fear into the truth. That's all that's happening. But guess what's happened? You've lived in the fear, the illusion, for however long you've been on this earth. So the process of changing that perception of reality, which has always been inaccurate, to more of the truth is going to go at a pace that you are comfortable with, unless you quit. If you quit, well, you can't go back anyway. Whatever you learned, you learned. You can't unlearn what you learned. So there will be some shift there. You do a few boot camps, and then you notice, wow, I just had the inspiration to get a new job. I just had the inspiration to start a business. I just had the inspiration to buy a car. I just had the inspiration to find a new mate. I just had the inspiration to fly to Tahiti. I just had the inspiration to start this yoga practice. I just had the inspiration to eat well. I just had the inspiration to do all these things. And you start taking action on this inspiration. And this leads you to truly higher perspectives through experience. And then suddenly you look around and go, this is pretty good. I feel great. I feel unbelievable. I feel so good. I want to tell everyone about this. Don't tell them about it. They won't believe it. They're not ready. You have to understand you all are at the highest perspective on the planet. You're the ones who are the leading edge, leading edge, leading edge of thought. You're blazing trails by example to them. You're moving through the illusion, cutting in little pathways wherever you are, creating little ripples in the water that will get back to them. Because what's going to happen when they see you excel in life, when they see you thrive, when they see you enjoy, when they see you just doing cool things that you would never have done before, they're like, what's Emma doing now? Oh, she got an inspiration to incorporate some of these ideas in the sort of teaching thing she does. And she's meeting all these incredible people. In fact, she's meeting captains of industry and very successful people and Wow, look at the crowd she's hanging with now. Look at who she's talking. Look at her confidence on stage. Look at how she presents herself. Look at how she stands tall. Look at how she's dressed. What happened to Emma? And Emma will say, you know what? I just started listening to some inspiration. I just realized that this life is mine for the taking. And I'm going to live it. And when you made that shift, you don't have to tell them what you did. They'll find their own path. They'll just be inspired. It's possible. It's possible to make a change in life from here to here, to go from scraping by and everything struggling to thriving in joy and exuberance for every minute of the day, waking up and going, I cannot wait to get out of this bed. I can't wait to meditate, daily refresh, and then get going. You see, you don't have to tell them anything. They will see what you're doing and you don't have to change them. You don't have to bring them along. You don't have to worry for them that they're not getting it that they're still in fear. You're going to see them. One of the side effects of this, unfortunately, is you're going to see exactly what they're doing because they're doing what you used to do. They're exploring the inauthentic version of themselves so they can get tired of that. And at some point, some place, some lifetime, they're going to get tired. They're going to see you as an example. They're going to look around. Well, how can I do this differently? You're going to say, well, all these people are doing it. And like, what'd you guys do? Meditate, write this book, watch this video, listen to this podcast. I don't know what to tell you and then let them go from there. Some will be ready, some won't. You don't have to worry because you're leading by example. That's your service. 
So when you come to understand your high perspective, you'll understand your service. Your service is to live the most fantastic life, thrilling life, adventurous life, fun life, joyful life, as you can pack into this life. Because when you pack that energy into this life, you create ripples. That's how you lead. That's your service to humanity. And with that, we are complete. Wow. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I thought the analogies or the comics of Calvin and Hobbes and the little boy with his toe in the water were pretty cool to see, you know, this connection between the physical and the non-physical and how the perspective from the non-physical is, you know, so obvious. And when we're in physical reality, we're all totally wrapped up in what's happening in our lives. But when we zoom out to the bigger picture and get the higher perspective, you see how sort of ridiculous it is. Like Calvin running around with the VR headset on thinking it's real. And once he takes it off, Oh yeah, nothing was real there. So uh, it was pretty cool. Um, if you want to check out the website, it's the teachings of Joshua.com. There's some free meditations there, all the articles, all the questions and answers, uh, stuff like that. You can buy the neutrality meditation for $2.99, I think, and the audiobook of A Perceptive Reality. If you like to listen to your books instead of read them, check out that. If you want to contact me for anything, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time.